Talking Point on SAFM. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're coming to you live from the University of Johannesburg's Dorenfontein campus uh, in Johannesburg CBD. Very Something very interesting is happening over here. Uh, like I said in the intro, and if you've just joined us, welcome to the program. Uh, we, we, we're bringing you this broadcast to shine a light on a very interesting project that's going on, the 3D construction program. Uh, this is being done by the Department of Higher Education, Training, Science and Innovation uh, under the auspices of uh, Dr. Blade Nzamande as the minister over there. Uh, in partnership with the Department of Human Settlements, the University of uh, Johannesburg, as well as the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Human Settlements. We're going to be speaking about that a little bit later on. But this is truly a hub of science and innovation where hopefully we can solve our country's housing problem using technological innovations. How do we do that? How do, what is the technology? How do we scale it? How do we implement it? Um, how do we make it accessible? How do we proliferate it? Uh, all of those sorts of questions are questions I have, but also just is, what, uh, just at a basic level, what is the technology? And I, I need to understand that. And I'm joined for this conversation uh, by the DDG, uh, the Deputy Director General for Socioeconomic Development at the Department of Higher Education and Training, Science and Innovation, uh, Dr. Mboneni Maufe. Dr. Mboneni, good morning. Thank you so much for your time this morning. So good morning to you and good morning to all the uh, listeners. I'm excited to be here today. What are we doing here today? So today we're coming here to showcase uh, one of the three 3D printed houses. This is a first demonstration that we have uh, before we go into a much bigger demonstration which will be at settlement level uh, later on. And it's really to show that uh, through this technology you can actually have houses at a much faster pace and hopefully we're also looking at the better materials that you can use in construction and the, the main aim really in line with our white paper on science and technology is to ensure that we begin to modernize certain sectors of our economy and we know that the construction industry has been one where technology usage has been very very low yeah uh, 3d printing technology is about what, 15 years old now it's it's about a number of years old. I mean, you th there's always a l lag between the technology first being uh, developed in the lab and then mm, it mm. maturing and being used. But ultimately, also how the technology can explode to have a major impact. I mean, mm. we're just coming back from COVID now. We, we all are marveling around mRNA technology, but the mRNA technology was actually developed around 2008. Yes. You know, and only 2020, 2021, we're like, wow, where was this technology? <laughs> so this is really the same thing yeah. here. Um, and so 3D printing has become cheaper over, over time. Uh, it has become more accessible, uh, and it's really disrupted the construction and manufacturing, particularly the manufacturing industry. I'm not so sure about the construction industry. I've seen a couple of countries using this technology to build houses, China being a good example thereof. We haven't quite done it yet. This is a first for us. Uh, you, you have a prototype here. Um, does it does it pass the necessary standards? We've been looking at a number of we're waiting for the um, results of a lot of testing. There have been a test a number of tests done. For example, you need to do uh, acoustics. You know, are you gonna be in that building and uh, everybody hears what you're saying when you are inside, or even when they're outside, or in the next room? So those are some sort of tests that are being done. Mm. The resilience test, fire testing, uh, being done as well. What happens to this wall if it's exposed to fire? Mm, what happens mm. to it when it rains? But from the actual 
experience we can see that the material is resilient it's strong and it can withstand anything but we still need to do proper testing that's what we do we're doing now yeah, I'm speaking to the COO of the NHBRC a little bit later, and I'll ask about yeah. uh, all of those uh, tiny details around the testing. But what material is being used? Is it cement? Is it brick and mortar? No, no, it's, it's basically cement. Uh, there's no uh, brick and mortar, and that's really, I think, the the beauty of the whole technology is that you actually don't need an experienced bricklayer around here. You just have that machine, and it probably is just going to do it. And 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 and. We're quite excited about this because the whole concept of additive manufacturing has been growing in South Africa. We've been doing it in a number of areas. We've been doing it in the manufacturing of, uh, for example, um, aeroplane uh, parts here in South Africa. And we've been doing it in other smaller things. But now, just on the construction side, this is really one of our big uh, excitement as we just beginning to go bigger into this area. Mm. It's very disruptive takes jobs away technology is disruptive um, which is why what we do is to begin to think and that's really the role of science technology and innovation is we need to begin to think about the future what are the kind of jobs of the future we're talking about yeah. we, we're seeing how even in the broadcasting sector technology is disrupting you now somebody sit with a cell phone and, and they, they, can own a, they own a station <laughs> yeah you know and that's really what we need to think about we're not gonna um, necessarily protect jobs by taking technology away so now we're beginning to say how do we ensure that we have jobs of the future and I'll give you an, a, a good example um, what we have seen is that a lot of our young people are actually not streaming into the uh, construction sector when you go around, you're not going to see really? your typical young people um, carrying bricks and mixing darker or whatever. And, and, and in some instances, you see, if you go to a construction site, you're going to see a lot of people that are not even uh, uh, South African. Mm. So which means that we have a lot of our young South Africans who are not interested. And what we think technology is going to do is that it will begin to excite young people to come back into the sector and we have been doing the same thing because in the department of science and innovation we have this concept of wanting to modernize certain sectors of economy we're looking at construction this is what we're doing we're looking at agriculture there's a whole lot of program projects that we're doing we're looking at mining we're doing the same thing because nobody wants their children in the next five years to be going underground five kilometers mm. you know so that's why technology comes in so instead of saying we're taking jobs we actually are modernizing these jobs mm. in time the youngsters, uh, in fact, a lot of them being young ladies who have been involved in the construction of this house, they have never been to a construction site. They've just worked on the computer to program things, mm -hmm. and the, print, the printer does On AutoCAD, job. and then <laughs> yeah. it gets going. What are we doing here? Are we here to dream about the future today? Are we here to talk about commercial scale and viability of such projects? So we were beginning to look at, so you, we, you have seen the demo. I haven't seen it yet. You, you, you I, must I, I, see I'll the demo. See I haven't seen um, it yet. So, so what is going to come out of this now is that we're going to move into a um, settlement kind of environment with the uh, Human Settlement Department in KwaZulu-Natal. And I, I understand how things are also interested. Where we're going to build more houses that they can actually use them. And as they're using them, we're beginning to then think about getting into global commercial scale. So of course, you know, we're hoping that there's gonna be a lot of feedback that we get as this this these this settlements are being used in terms of where else can, can be improved. The one thing that I have felt myself is I came here Monday which was in the heat wave. Yeah. 
and I walk inside this house and it was extremely cool. So typical of your thatched houses. Uh, mm -hmm. So the kind of material that we're using and the technology itself of walling is such that you begin to see the benefits of uh, 3D printing of houses. Yeah, this, let's speak about the partnership project, uh, the partnership end of this project. Uh, it's in partnership with, uh, it's, it's Department of Higher Education, uh, Science and Innovation, working in, the, uh, in partnership with the Department of Human Settlements. Makes sense. Yeah. Human Settlements uh, has a housing crisis to solve in this country. But who brings what to the table? So, so um, we have actually initiated the project and we chose to partner with the Investor of Johannesburg. I mean, we have seen how the Investor of Johannesburg has been at the forefront of uh, promoting and leading on for fourth industrial revolution so that's why we, they were really our natural partners this, as an academic institution but also because they bring in the young people that we want to train now when you look at wanting to uh, then become commercial you can't do that without partnership with uh, human settlements and that's where they come in and they are able to say to us look these are the requirements for a typical settlement that we find acceptable yeah and and also, when you want to demonstrate, we will be happy to partner with you so that in times of, you know, for example, one of the potential area of deployment, if you've got a fire and or flooding and the house is destroyed, you're not going to be starting to think, oh, how many bricks are we going to buy and where can we, and then maybe 40 days later, you're like, okay, yeah. we think now we can start. With this technology, you just get the material that we have. And eight hours later, you got your house printed and you're done. Well, it's around. Oh, the house takes eight hours from conception to construction. Construct the house in eight hours, and I mean, of course, then after that, you have to worry about putting the roof in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's not all automated. It's not, not, not. It's not automated the entirely. From the walling is fully automated, but not the 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 other parts of the thing. So, so you still, still need an electrician still to come in and wire the house. You still need a plumber to come in you, you and yeah. uh, and do all of that. You can do the what do you call it the tubing uh, as part of it, so it can tube around. It can build the wall around whatever tubing you have, but mm. you still need those people. So that's why, I even in terms of taking the jobs, you s you still have other jobs where human interface is still going to be required. Mm -hmm. uh, just a sidebar. I mean, you don't, you don't have to answer if you don't want to. Are you sad to be losing uh, Prof. Chilidze Marola? Actually, no. I, I think we just need to say that he has done what he needed to do. He has been... As South Africa, he has been our son for of South Africa. But now we need to say he is the son of the world. And I think we are very proud instead of being said that one of our own is reaching these levels of achievement. And 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 we take it with we take it with uh, with 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 us that as he grows, we grow as mm. a science community, but also as a country. Yeah. So how many houses are you looking to build with a, a human settlement? So at I'm assuming this would be a pilot. Yes, it's a pilot. So at KwaZulu-Natal, we, at this point in time, looking at 10, but there could be more. That's what we have on offer now. But if they want more, we can we can really do more. We will have discussions if uh, Gauteng is also in the same um, you know, position and they want more, then we can always provide yeah. that. Give us a call if you have any questions about this technology. Uh, Dr. Malfe is here to, to, to answer some of those questions. 86 2032 zero eight six triple zero two zero three two uh and and you can you can ask you can you can get involved and get in touch with uh with us if you have any questions about these sorts of things um and just finally when a new technology disrupts and a new industry comes about uh dr malfe the regulatory environment has to catch up 
so uh, regulatory institutions like NHPRC, uh, the Department of Science and Technology, the Department of Trade and Industry, all have to come together and, 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 and create a regulatory framework. Uh, how far are we in that? So we, we're working together with them, which is why I've said that we, we have some, some of the tests that are being done currently. And, and that's quite important because we cannot just go about and say we have built a house and it works only to be told that um, oh, you, you're not meeting the, the specifications. So we, we're working with those um, uh, parties and that's why we have also brought on board the Department of Human Settlement. So we can't just do that alone as the Department of Science and Innovation. Yeah. Let's take some calls and listen to some of these voice notes. Uh, Yunus in Johannesburg, good morning. Hello? Yunus? Is it me now? Yes, yes, Hello? go ahead, sir. Okay. Hi, Oliver. Listen, I've got a, uh, I've got, I'm on the building site as well. I'm an electrical contractor. And I, what I can see, for instance, yes, on the building site, these jobs which are done by the builders, especially on the basic, basic people who are doing the basic things, bricklayers and others, we need more, more uh, for, uh, uh, tools, better tools, better equipment to, to do the job. And actually, like for instance, I can see what hap happened uh, in Europe, for instance. They will not allow you to mix that, they call it dagger, the plaster, in by the hand. It must be done by the mixer. So mm. it's easier. The two guys only mixing this, you know, or three guys, where here you can see 10 of them r running around and mixing and mixing, and they're never going to mix properly. They're always going to be too much sense to to or what uh, to little or, or, or whatever you know and the tools are yeah. also important to improve the improve the working condition of the people it, it will be more interested not like a heavy heavy stuff so so the tools are important uh, the the mix are important and also i think we, we are lacking of the training of the our people on motivation side we are our workers are mm -hmm. not motivated not not motivated to do okay. the jobs they have to do what they have to do and that's it but with the motivation uh, and explaining why they're doing this, give them more chance to be involved with the with the project. That I might. My, yeah, Jonas, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate it, sir. Really appreciate it. Let's have a listen at this WhatsApp voice note. Hi, Keith here from Plettenberg Bay. Um, about 3D printing houses for housing projects. Um, one thing that often people don't realize is that the 3D printing is simply building walls. Everything else. Um, the floors, the windows, doors, plumbing, electrical, all is as per conventional houses. And so the saving, if there is any, is only in the walls themselves. And to build brick or concrete block walls up to wall plate height literally takes a few days anyway and employs a lot of people. So 3D printing is really not to be considered um, for low-cost housing. Okay. Again, jobs will be lost. Yeah. I mean, we, we have said about, talked about the jobs and the losses yeah. and that there are certain um, losses that we're not going to avoid. It's, it's, it's happening everywhere in every sector through technology. However, what we need to do is how do we then, and I th the caller who, who made a call recently made reference to the issue of uh, the skills and the people that are involved. Because what you're also going to see is a number of young people that are being trained here 
both coming from university and some are going to come from Tibet colleges. And the issue is we need to really build skills to ensure that we have the working force of the future. The working force of the future is not going to be what we're seeing now. And, mm, and that's, mm. that's really the reality that we need to wake up to. And yes, there's going to be a lot that the machines will do. There's probably also going to be a lot that people will do, but probably more differently than they are doing things now. Yeah. Pro uh, Dr. Mafia, thank you so much for your time. Really do appreciate it. Uh, and I hope to see that uh, prototype a little bit later on. Thank you. You, you have to come to see. You yeah. have to see. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break on the other side of this. We continue.